Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Welcome back to the Become Fire podcast. We have special effects for this episode. (laughs) Oh, I found it. They needed some music. It's like the beginning of uh, of like Halloween or something. We might need a theme song, actually. Oh, I I think we definitely we, need we should. We should have like it's a competition. To the people out there, yeah. yes, give us yeah. a theme song. So it's where it starts. Like you know, it's some yeah. kind of music. Dun, 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 dun. We need like 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 the ESPN theme song. We need something like that. You know, like the, like, like the yeah. nightly news. Yeah. Or, yeah. We should just take the ESPN theme song. None of them are going to listen to this. We're probably going to get like blotted out by. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I shouldn't do copyright issues. I'm sorry. Is going to yes. be banned from yes. the internet? Well, we, we are back with, with our show today. We're off and running today. Yeah, this is going to be fun. No introductions necessary. Or are they? Father Always. Peter Teresa. Tis I. To my right, once more. Here I am, brother. Here you are. And to my left, the one, the only, Father Anthony Tinker. Uh, hey, hey, happy to be here. We are going to talk about something today that is a little bit of a different topic than, than what we've been talking about recently. It's going to be a little bit more of just me picking the, the father's brains here on this topic, but we're going to talk about tattoos and piercings. Father Peter Teresa. Yes. Have any tattoos? Do I have any tattoos? No, but I, I have a funny story about Okay. That. So I was 18 <laughs> years old. We were coming back from church, and uh, I was just feeling particularly antagonistic that morning. And so I... I have been on the wrong side of that before. <laughs> Yes. Yes, you have, brother. And so I'm 18 years old. I'm feeling particularly antagonistic. We're coming back from Sunday church, and I'm in the backseat of the family automobile. My parents are driving. And I was just, I just kind of threw it out there, like I was just a little grenade into the conversation. I was, I was like, hey, I think I'm going to get into tattoo. <laughs> and my father was none too pleased with this musing. And he let me know, he let me know in uh, no uncertain terms about his displeasure about uh at this, uh, and I was like, "Wow, I got way more than I bargained for for this little poke and jab at my parents right now." I did not, I did not, I did not want this to go, you know, as far as it did. But here I am getting reamed out. So this is the time. Where so I all eighteen years out there, that is not the time to make that joke. Coming back from yes. mass on Sunday morning, you save that joke for another time. That is wisdom. Yeah, this is the time where I wish we had a phone a friend thing. So <laughs> we could we could get Tom on the yeah. phone. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to hear Tom tell his version of that story. Yeah. yeah. So uh, tattoos and piercings, Father Anthony. I have no tattoos and no piercings. I guess I should say that I I I'm, I don't have any either. Okay, good. Yeah. Yes. I did not follow through. Thank you for clarifying. No, but there yes. was definitely a time. So never even considered a piercing. Mm. Uh, definitely a time in college when I was like, oh, I might consider a tattoo, but nothing. Only kind of whimsical musings before kind of starting to turn the priesthood. Nothing ever really serious. So what are your thoughts, Father? Tattoos and piercings. I mean, or what? What does the church teach on this? Is there is there any any clear or definitive teaching on tattoos and piercings, or what does the church say about it? No, she doesn't have any blanket statements on, or or maybe blanket statements is the wrong word, but just any specific statements, particular statements on tattoos or piercings. She doesn't she doesn't rule on their morality, but she does give principles, you know, in, in regards to the dignity of the human person. So they obviously have to, you know be dignified. They obviously couldn't be anything unholy or sacrilegious or anything like that. Um, and they couldn't, you know, um, be 
what's the word I'm looking for? You know, just piercings in particular in a way that would um, begin to mutilate the body. The church is strongly opposed anyway, any kind of mutilation towards the body. So uh, she she says things like this in, in general and gives us general principles for it, but she has not come down and said tattoos, bad, piercings, bad. So if the church doesn't have, you know... Um you know, there are obviously certain things where the church is very clear about what, what she is teaching about yeah. it, uh, based upon what the Lord has said. And uh, so in this in this instance, you know, um, it's, it's what is it, how, how, how do we kind of approach it then? Is it kind of a, a personal opinion, or how should we think about this? So um, that's why we're talking about a podcast, because <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's a little more than just personal opinion, and I think we'll get into this in the details of it, but... Um, it's, it's not just, um, tattoo or no tattoo. It's where and what, you know, are two other big questions to be asked. Same with piercings, like where and what. Or maybe why. Um, and why. I think why, why is a yeah, very big question. A huge question. Always part of the morality um, of an act. And so, I mean, so we have to look back. Leviticus does tell us, you know, Leviticus 19.28, do not put tattoo marks on yourselves. I am the Lord. Um, so this was the Old Testament prescription. Now the church doesn't hold to this like she doesn't hold to a lot of the old testament laws like um and but we have to recognize that this was a part of kind of the old testament law like you don't put tattoo marks on yourselves um and and so it, it's got to be a little bit more it has to be a lot of thought a lot of prayer and a lot of the other question why what who what where i went out like what's going on here and that's why i think we need to dive into because some some of you might be out there like um I'm, I'm thinking about a tattoo, especially for young people, or maybe you want to show this with your kids. I'm thinking about a tattoo, and we need to talk through the, through it because it's it's not as simple, you know. Oh, you know, I'm gonna go, you know, take a shower, get a tattoo today, I get a haircut, <laughs> you know, hair haircut and a tattoo. This is a permanent thing that I think needs to be, and piercings too, that needs to be discussed and talked about. And recognizing that, like, I would I would presume that we have listeners who are probably have tattoos. You know what I mean? And so we're not here saying, you know, that if you have a tattoo, you have you're sinful or you're bad or anything like that. I think we're just trying to spell out maybe some principles for discernment, give some food for thought uh, on just on this on this particular topic. But I want to be upfront from the very beginning. I'm against tattoos. Can yeah. I give my personal opinion from the very beginning? You yeah. probably can hear a little bias against against tattoos yeah. from yes. me because um, and if we want to get into it, you know, as to to the why, I, as to why am I a person opposed to people getting tattoos? I would say, well, it's why are you getting a tattoo? Would be my response to it. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, it's, I, I mean, God has created your body beautiful. He's created your body beautiful as it is, and and so to why are you like? Oftentimes, people are getting tattoos to draw attention to the tattoo, to draw attention to that thing. Not always. But oftentimes, that that is the case, and so, um, the why, what is it about your body you don't want people looking at? You know, what are you ashamed of? What are you trying to cover? What are you trying to 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 convey? Um, is you know a part of the question, and two, um, you know, what what are you trying? Yeah, what's the, what's your message to the to the world that I, I that is so important? You know, that I'm going to put it on my body. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, I, I mean, again, there's probably people out there who have tattoos, and I probably really would do not, you know, are fine with it. And I'm not, again, the church has no moral teaching on it. I'm just giving my personal opinion that I just, uh, this is your body. This is how God created you. And I think we need to recognize the beauty of the body as it is and not feel like we have to adorn it in such a way, such a permanent way 
to take away from, and oftentimes can be taking away from what he, the beauty of what he has created. I think in my experience, the people who I know who have tattoos that it's, I think a lot of times that people want to remember, uh, people want to memorialize, uh, people want to demonstrate, um, uh, a bond, whether it's between someone who has passed away, whether it's their spouse and they get matching tattoos or something like that. That I think, I think sometimes a lot of people approach it from that lens where, where it's, it's in memorial of, in memory of, or to, to attach people together to, to, to kind of show the bond. And, and there is something right about that. I, I, do, I do acknowledge that, that like um, because of the permanence of the tattoo, uh, that there's really no take backs. <laughs> and so you are doing something in a permanent way um, and, and, a very, and in an incredibly personal way that you are marking your own body with this image or these words um, to demonstrate um, a memorial or a connection with another person. And so, um, so it's, um, there's something, there's something almost sacramental about it where, where they are demonstrating an inner reality through an outward sign that is somewhat permanent. And so I think it's, um, so, so I do get that. I get that. You know, I mean, I am, I'm, I'm Catholic. I believe in sacraments. I believe in signs. I believe in, in memorializing things. And so, um, so I think, I, I think in my experience, that's a lot of reason why people get tattoos. Um, now to give my to give Father Peter Teresa's own personal opinion on this, which has no dogmatic weight or authority whatsoever. Um, I want to hear it. So I had this experience actually a couple months ago, and I had always just kind of, just kind of struggled and wrestled with okay, like well, what is what is what is the morality of a tattoo? And uh, we were hiking in Sedona, and there was these people in front of us. I don't even remember. I mean, this is somewhat indicative. I don't remember if it was a man or a woman, but they had all these tattoos on, on their legs and their arms. And I remember looking at them. I remember examining them. I remember trying to, to you know, is this, is this good art? What is this a tattoo of? Does it say something? Just trying to figure out what it was, what it said. And I had this moment of recollection where all of a sudden I realized that um, I'm not looking at a person right now. Um, that I've totally forgot that what I'm looking at is another human being, is another soul created in the image and likeness of God. And I'm totally, I'm, I'm, I've forgot that and, and I am, I'm objectifying this person and they have just become a canvas for a piece of art for me to look at. Um, and so I think there's a way in which tattoos um, uh, objectify where where they they obfuscate they make it harder to see the person who has them and all of a sudden as you just see the piece of art on their calf on their bicep on their back shoulder wherever it is um and so i think that is um and and i don't think that i, I mean the, i have many problems but like um I don't know if the problem resides wholly in the viewer that like, I don't know if that was just my problem that I was objectifying this person that I think that, that I think it's a human problem that like we see art and we just want to look at it as art. Um, and that's what a tattoo is. Um, and so I would say tattoos of that nature, I, I would definitely say, I would say are immoral where it's just art for art's sake. And, 
and and for people to look at and and whatnot. And so, um, so I think I think I I I, I my opinion is that I, I would not get tattoos. I would not recommend tattoos. I think they are. Um, I think there are more questions about their morality than there are about assurances of their morality. So if I were to get a tattoo, don't worry, I'm not going to get it. This, this is the hypothetical. The hypothetical. hypothetical. <laughs> Brother Elijah, once again, it seems coming like, into return. It seems like there might always be a hypothetical. <laughs> if I were to get a, a tattoo, mm-hmm. and I got the tattoo because it was memorializing, you know, I've seen all different types of things, but someone who's passed away or right. uh, maybe it's my firstborn and I'm getting their name or mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's my anniversary date uh, for when I got married. You know, these kind of sentimental things, right? Um, now, sometimes I've seen these in places that aren't so obvious, sure. like on the inside of my wrist or something like that. Um, does it matter... Or does it change, you know, depending upon how big or how small something might be? Because, I, you know, I, I think uh, to your point, Father Peter Teresa, you know, it, it, in my opinion, it seems obvious when someone wants you to see and look at their tattoo, right? right? Like if someone has a sleeve, mm-hmm. that it's pretty obvious they're trying to show off, you know, what they, what they have. Um, now, whether that's because they like the thing they're showing or because maybe there's some vanity there and, and they want attention, um, those are the types of intentions that I think we have to look at. But if I just have, you know, 10, 24, 05, that's, if that's a significant date to somebody. October 24th, 2005. Who knows? It? But if I had that on the inside of my wrist, right, and you can't even really see it, does that change it at all? Well, let's start with what's obviously bad. If we don't mind, can we go backwards to forwards? Let's go backwards. So, obviously, if you have anything that is satanic, right? And, and we see these. I mean, even there's popular people. I think it's Mick Jagger who's the, he's got a big tattoo of Satan on his chest. Um, you know, there's there's people out there who I have, just saw a marijuana could, leaf on someone's wrist the other day. Yeah, so pentagrams on their face, like which is so uh, obviously there are satanic symbols that are out there. And even I would want to say want to beware on this one. Because I think sometimes we're, the the places themselves have um, demonic ties is what it seems like these these tattoo parlors. Why do I say that? I, I met someone one time who she had a big kind of tattoo on her forearm, and uh, and it, it was like a lighthouse when you looked at it from one direction, you know. But then I saw them like turn their their arm around, like they were like I don't know what the, what was happening. Uh, they were, but they like, instead of like, you looked at it one way it looked like a lighthouse, but it was weird. You looked at it the other way, it looked like a skull. Mm. And, Cause I looked at that. I'm like, why do they have a skull on their forearm? Like this person, I just let random person. I'm like, Oh wait, that's the girl that was like a light. And it's like, Whoa, that looks like a skull. So it was kind of like, Whoa, what's going on here? You know? Uh, and I don't know, it was kind of just a, you know, a moment and didn't, you know, but it, it's at the same time, it kind of like freaked me out a little bit. So I think some of these places have, um, just are bad, you know, are bad places. and um are in need of you know the 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 grace of god in their lives and they're actually right. going to attach something to you which is not good you know we can and things can be attached to us so i know we're going to talk about angels and demons sometimes the topic that's mm-hmm. that we've, we've talked about in the soul but there are demons and demons will attach themselves to stuff so if you get a satanic tattoo it will t- attach itself to you if you have um you know even at a tattoo parlor with someone who is in, working in the de- satanic and the demonic and they give you a tattoo that could open the doorway for demons. And I'm not saying you're going to possess, but they can attach themselves. It could be a foothold for the enemy in your life. 
um, which is a whole separate topic. And maybe I just opened up a whole another can of worms, but uh, I'm just gonna put it out there because the so we gotta talk about what you're getting, you know, at first. You know, what is this tattoo you're getting, and and uh, and then where? I've certainly, and you know, unfortunately, you see women at uh, at the beach, or you see them elsewhere, and they've got tattoos that are just pointing towards their chest, you know, um, or you know, their their backside, you know, they're, you know, it's so it's um, you know, what are you like? What are you trying to do here? You're you're trying to, as Father Peter, you're trying to get me to draw my attention towards this specific part of your body, um, which is again trying to entice lust. I think for a lot of these individuals, which we have to be aware. So it's so I think with what what and and where are two really big things. Uh, I, I think same goes for piercings. I know we're focusing a lot on tattoos, but for piercings, I know what and where. Where are you, are you getting this piercing? Because um, I think that makes a big difference. Um, and, and what are you putting in the piercing? I mean, are you getting big spacers in there to make your earlobes kind of disfigure your body? Or are you, I mean, you know, just to throw out, you know, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 9. Um, this is from St. Paul. Uh, this is the word of God. I also want the women to dress modestly with decency and propriety, adorning themselves not with elaborate hairstyles or gold or pearls or expensive clothes. Um, so it's like, okay. And, I, and then, then I want to get into that a little bit later. I want to hand it over and we can get back into what that specifically means. But it's obviously talking about like what you're putting in your, in your ears or in your, your piercings matters. Um, how you're adorning yourself matters. And so these are, these are biblical topics. These are New Testament topics. Um, that we have to pay attention to. So getting into it, then to answer, you kind of, I'm gonna let Father Peter just take off with the actual question itself. I'm just kind of giving the, I'm giving him, I'm setting him up with a with a nice one, easy one down the middle to to strike. <laughs> but uh, I don't foul it off. <laughs> but uh, but just to say, all that to say, like, um, so if it's just a little tattoo in an indiscreet area, does that make a difference? Yeah, it's better. It's much better than a satanic tattoo, like, uh, in a in an indiscreet place. Father Peter Teresa, keep your eye on the ball. Yeah, I think I just watched the pitch go past. But um, <laughs> no, I think that I think I think discretion is certainly important because um, you don't want to do something that is going to objectify yourself or draw attention in any way or turn or turn your body into a canvas. You know what I mean? And and where where um where people then do not see you as a human person. So I do think. You know, places that are, are typically covered and things like that. The wrist, I think, is pretty visible. You know what I mean? I guess unless you were always wearing long sleeves and things like that. And um, and uh, I guess I, I'm also just, like, a little unaware of, like, um, what... I mean, I know that, like, tattoos are extremely popular in gang culture. Um, and I don't, I don't always know, like, what tattoos mean a lot of times so i don't know if having a tattoo on the wrist is associated with anything in that way you know what i mean i'm not i'm not aware of it, it doesn't seem like it would be um but but yeah i would say what it is and then also its location i do think would play into its morality um and so i would say the the smaller the more discreet and then um just the less banal and the more you know order towards God that it is, I think would be, would be important. So I know that, um, there's, there's certain cultures and even, you know, like tribal peoples, Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe you've seen those, those national geographics with Mm -hmm. some of these tribes and they have the gauges, you know, in their ears and and they're, they're huge. They're very large. Um, or even there's, you know, certain tribes, uh, in Africa that the women put, um, 
rings around their necks and they, and they stretch their necks out, you mm. know? Um, and then I know also that there's, you know, um, the tattoos, the, the way that they tattoo themselves, but there's kind of like a meaning to it. There's some kind of, there's some kind of underlying meaning or tribal thing to it. The way that they tattoo is, is also quite intense. Um, mm. But uh, so I just thought that was interesting because we're talking about, you know, could there be something else behind it? Um, and what is the intention of it? But um, how do we kind of distinguish, I guess, you know, maybe a little bit more, if you can talk on, on this, um, how do we distinguish, you know, something that's cultural, something that's, um, you know, I grew up with this, uh, it has kind of some kind of meaning in, in my culture. This is kind of what we, what we do in our tribe um, from kind of just what seems to be in our culture, um, just kind of what I personally want to put on my body. Um, is there distinguish, you know, is there, is there a, a way to distinguish between that? Is there, um, how, how would you kind of approach that? I would say first and foremost, that the gospel is the standard and measure of every culture that, that it is the work of, 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 of Catholics to to go and to take the gospel into all cultures and this is what we saw at the beginnings of the church where they went to the ends of the earth and they they brought the message the the saving message of Jesus to all these peoples and the gospel began to to purify all of these cultures um, and and they began to shed their pagan practices and, and to adopt Christian ones um, and so one of the most fundamental tenets of the gospel is a respect for the body, um, that, that the body is good, that this is something that, that Christianity really brought to the world, um, that we're not dualists, that we're not souls trapped in a body, that the, the soul is good and the body is bad, or, or whatever these Greek philosophies, that, that, that our God took on human flesh um, and everything that he created is good, like Genesis tells us. Um, and so that message went to all of these cultures and, and began to heal them and to begin to purify them. Um, and, and so, um, so any practice in a culture that would disfigure or mutilate the body, I think would need the light of the gospel to, to purify that. Um, and so I would say that, um, cause it's not, not every, um, that, that not every practice of a people in a culture is, is, is good or praiseworthy. You know what I mean? Um, and some of them are, and the church has adopted a lot of them and every culture that she's gone to, she's kept a lot of things and she shed a lot of things. Um, and so I would say that, that, you know, when the gospel comes to these places that it, it begins to, to heal and purify these practices so that you wouldn't be mutilating your ears or stretching your neck or things like that. Um, and then even our own society needs this desperately that, you should not just be just getting tattoos for the sake of getting tattoos, just because you know um, that 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 our culture needs deeply purified of 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 its of its of its relationship towards this particular thing. And so, um, so I would say that 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 the gospel has the measure for all of these things. Well, just to add something to that, I mean, sometimes people get branded too. Have you yeah. seen that? But there's branding, and that's that's like what they did to slaves. And so I find that very disturbing as well, like burning your skin, um, you know, for the sake of putting a mark on it. Um, that that's they're just uh, they're, you're marking even tattoos for the Romans was a mark of slavery. It's how it's how we 
we brand cattle. We brand we brand things we own. Oftentimes, um, you brand you you brand a, a product. You know, products have brands, and uh, and so what are we what are we representing? And, and so uh, getting to the probably the question that's on readers' minds would be my guess is. Um, Okay, well, culturally, you know, we're Christians about the cross. So, what if I get a cross tattoo? Isn't that like I'm I'm displaying the cross for the world, for the world to see? Right. Again, right. I want to re- re- go back to this is not sinful. The corner of the church, which she has not made a judgment about tattoos to the negative or positive. Um, and, and I think we again ask our questions: Who, what, where, what, when, how? Like, where are you putting this tattoo? Why are you putting it there? Um, and 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 I guess just to to I want to echo: like, you're beautiful as you are. Like you don't need a tattoo. You don't need a nose piercing. You don't need a lip piercing or an eyebrow piercing. You don't need a, a belly button piercing to make you more beautiful, um, to, to somehow um, adorn yourself in a way that's going to draw attention to a certain part of your body, a certain thing that's on your body um, and away from you. I mean, the, the eyes are the window to the soul. And I know we wanted to talk about the souls in November just to give you a preview, but, but um, you want to look into the eyes of someone. I mean, there's nothing... the. Babies attached to their mothers and fathers as they like look into their eyes, they gaze. There's something beautiful about like gazing um, into someone. And we don't want to take away from that. I'll go back just because I brought it up and I don't want to leave people hanging. But from First Timothy chapter 2, verse 9, about the don't wear gold or pearls. And what Paul's trying to get to is don't adorn yourself in such a way that you become a spectacle, that you become a spectacle for everybody to look at how you're dressed instead of looking at who you are. Because oftentimes we get so focused, focused on the surface. Mm-hmm. For people we meet, I mean, people are so surface level and oftentimes there's a lot of we have a surface level interactions but oh that's not where we want to stay it's not where we want our relationships to be um and and oftentimes people are surface level in their like relationships with uh, with a lot of people their friends their close friends quote unquote who they're not going below the surface they refuse to let anybody into their soul into their hearts into their emotions into the deep parts of their life and it's just it's like a um a matador waving his red flag for the for the bull to say, look over here, look over here, look over here, so they don't hit the, the matador. And I think we do that oftentimes with these tattoos, with these piercings, with the way we dress, the way we adorn ourselves, that we're just trying to distract ourselves so people will look at a certain aspect of our body, look at a certain thing, instead of looking at us, because we don't want to be seen, we don't want to be known, because we're hiding. And so getting down to what are you hiding? What do you, why do you not want to be known? And actually, that's why you're probably depressed or lonely if you're struggling with these things, anxious, worried, fearful, because you're not letting yourself be known, especially with a God who wants to know you and other people who want to know you, want to experience you because you're so afraid to be seen and to be known because you don't like what's down there. I'll say this, that like, um, that if you're baptized, you're marked. If you're confirmed, you're marked. If you're a priest, you're marked. That there's a way in which like our souls have that mark that's irrevocable. It's like a tattoo that, that at your baptism, the water is poured over you, that your soul all of a sudden has this mark, this character that, that we'll only see in heaven. Um, and so, and so I, I do get it that like, um, that people want to, <clears throat> people want to show how they're marked. Um, I mean, I even think like, like we wear this crazy habit uh, we are in our clothes. Like it is a very visible sign of like, Hey, I believe in God. <laughs> hey, like I've given my life to God. Hey, I wear this rosary. Like, Hey, I have this cord with these knots that like, that it's a visible thing of it's, 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 it, and, and, and so like, so that if you're getting a cross tattooed, you know, you're, you're demonstrating to the world that like, I'm a Christian, I believe in Jesus, you know what I mean? And, and, um, 
And so I, I get that, like, we have this desire to reveal to the world, you know, who we belong to, who we are. It's why we wear a wedding ring. It, you're telling the world, like, I belong to someone. I'm not, do not approach me in a particular way or, or, or start up a, a particular conversation with me. Like, um, that we do need these things, that we need visible signs and that, like, um, people want to do something physical, do something permanent to memorialize, to show a connection. Um, and there's a, there's a deep human need for that. So I, I do get that and I, and I understand it in a deep way. Um, and so, so that's why I would say what it is and where it is and why it is, I think are, are so important. So, um, just as we're, we're winding down here a little bit, uh, is there any distinction between tattoos and piercings? Because we've we've talked a good bit about uh, tattoos, but you know, it seems um, you know I've even seen people uh, after they get their daughter baptized, they'll get her ears pierced. You know, um, and so is there a difference there? Is is there something a little bit more dignified in in getting a piercing? Um, what do you think about that, Father? Yeah, I think I think piercing of the ears is. For me, it's rather, it's benign, um, especially for, for women. Um, I think, I think it's certainly, you know, safe for women. I think there might be some, I think in, in our Western civilization, I do think there is some confusion, um, between, you know, piercings for, for men and women. I, I do think there's a distinction to be made there and that's probably a conversation for another day. Um, but I think it's the same rule for tattoos. I think where it is, is very important. Um, I think certainly then the number of, of piercings would be important. Um, and so I think if you have an exorbitant amount of tattoos, then, then you know, that, that's, you want to ornament your body in such a way that is in keeping with its dignity, but not, um, that, that accentuates the beauty and not that all of a sudden becomes the, the spectacle for, for beauty. Um, and so um, I think there's, I think that's something okay for, for, for women to, to have their ears pierced and things like that. But, um, but not not the gauges and things like that. I think you begin to mutilate your body, and the church is very clear that you can't you can't do that. And so any other piercings that might do harm to the body like that or, or where it is, um, I think is also important. Just to kind of throw out some general principles for it. Yeah, I would just have to agree with that, and just to say that, um, especially in this culture, I just want to speak to the men right now. That I know it's sometimes popular for men to get ear piercings and it doesn't seem it's it seems pretty benign in many ways but especially in a culture where men are dressed like women that we just got to be careful uh because we don't want to this there's a lot of gender identity confusion and men need to be men and women need to be women um and then i, I just want to add to what father Petrus talked about like it's kind of funny we we we're talking about like don't adorn yourself so that you become a spectacle and yet we wear these habits around <laughs> as a big sure, spectacle yeah. Yeah. but but just to say one that a lot of that is just cultural i mean 1200 years ago this was not a spectacle right it was just you know part of a, a very very simple way to dress and it's kind of become a skeptical industry we just you know, we're 800 years old yeah. um at the same time i think it's different types of spectacles there's different type, types of, of of displays and um that this adornment is just to show um our religious commitment and actually so that when i'm in an airport people start talking to me like are you a priest can i talk to you are you a you know so it's almost right. like a big priest tattoo on your forehead <laughs> uh which is i'm not encouraging but just it's it's actually a marker for people to go to confession and i've had many good conversations yes. in confessions because people are like are you a priest um versus trying to adorn and make myself look more beautiful 
Um, this is probably make me look less beautiful if that's even possible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's not father. It's not. (laughs) I'm looking at a beautiful picture of our lady Guadalupe. And, uh, she is, she is adorned beautifully in, in, in the stars and in the sun and, um, would have appeared to an Aztec people who, who most likely would have had many, um, tattoos and piercings and, so I think uh, we can learn here from Our Lady about um, the way that she is adorned. Is It's communicating who she is, um, whereas something like a, a tattoo or a, or a piercing can actually do the opposite. Uh, and I think that, you know, those, those words, dignity, um, human dignity, and, and what the Lord has created us to be and how to uh, reflect, remember his image. Um, so I think a uh, very, very good example in Our Blessed Mother. Um, okay. We have once again arrived. I'm ready this time. I could see it in your eyes. I got the eye of the tiger today. Okay. All right, you're first then. <laughs> oh, shoot. What is, Father Peter Teresa? Yes. Your favorite scene in the Rocky movies? My favorite scene in the Rocky movies? Could you have been any more random? Wow. Well, you said Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. Okay, so... You said you're ready, so... I did say Eye of the Tiger. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Okay. That was not random. Well done. Um, it's pity the fool. It's definitely the workout montage in Russia. Oh, yeah. When he's just, like, running through snow and, like, doing, like, doing sit-ups, like, just in the in the loft of the barn. It's just- and then you see, like, Ivan Drago and his sterilized, like, Russian, like, workout, and he's getting injections, and Stallone's just, like, I just, dude, you put that on right now, and I will, like, run through a wall. Oh, that'll fire me up. So definitely the workout montage in Russia, for sure. Father. I mean, Rocky defeated communism. He like, did. Like, come on. He did. We need another Rocky. We need another Rocky. <laughs> um, I don't think I've seen enough Rockies to make uh, a comment on this one. Good thing so I'm in charge of recreation. I apologize. Um, but, I mean, just one of the most famous scenes is when uh, he punches Apollo Creed and they both fall down. Oh, yeah. And they're just laying there. And like it's this really like wannabe dramatic moment that's really not that dramatic. Uh, and it's hey, like, how dare you? How dare you? And like real slow. It's like, who's going to get up? And like you just know Sylvester Sloan's going to win because it's, you know, he's Rocky. <laughs> they're both like trying to get up. They're like fighting with the, the ropes in like 10 seconds. Actually, like a two minute scene in the movie. Um, so, <laughs> sorry to say that. Uh, yeah, that's probably my favorite. Maybe when when uh, when Rocky air punches the Russian, and like it's pretty yes. clear he doesn't actually make contact, but then the Russian falls like just that's falls how, back. Okay, that's just how powerful how his punches are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Did you see how he trained in Russia? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Did you watch that? He fought the wind all the way up the mountain. Yeah. yeah. You're right. I I'm I the, the montage is just amazing. The Russian montage. Oh yeah. This is the best. And the music. So good. I mean, I'm really out of shape. But whenever I watch that, it makes me want to go. Yeah, for sure. Train for a fight. Exactly. Yeah. If, except if Ivan Drago ever approached me, I would, I would not want to fight Ivan Drago. Yeah, he'd probably kill you like he killed his friend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great topic today, guys. Well. Well, on that note, let's. Uh, Don't let's fight Ivan Drago. Finish this thing with with uh, with a prayer, and uh, Father Anthony, would you? Would you honor us with a prayer? Okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray for your spirit of wisdom and guidance. In the midst of a culture of lies, in the midst of a culture which seeks to lead us away from you, at least to distract us from you, we ask you to help us to open up our hearts to 
not live in, in the shadows, not live a shell of ourselves, but to, um, to be fully known, fully alive. We need to know we are your sons and daughters and to live out of that place in our hearts. May your blessing come down upon us as I bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you, everybody. God bless you. Don't fight Alvin Drago. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's .f-a-i-t-h. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give. That's becomefire.faith slash give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.